I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here today, the one, the only, the man that had a lot of secrets and started to tell him last week with Golden Boy, your man, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? What up, dudes? And talking about secrets, I dropped a little minute skit of some behind the scenes, you know, vlog footage. I got a ton of it and I'm going to be releasing it in a little mini series bit by bit. So feel free to check that out, guys. But yeah, Secret Skirmish is awesome. And uh, there's a lot more tournaments on the horizon, eh? Too loud? Yeah, there's a lot. We have a lot to talk about today for sure, guys. As always, this show is brought to you by Deserta.com and Fortnite Intel, sponsored by Elgato Gaming. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. If you're listening at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Dash Radio, Player FM, Stitcher, wherever you are, thank you guys so much for tuning in each week. We truly, truly appreciate it. And we hope you guys are enjoying the show. We got some great things that are obviously we're going to talk about today and some changes that are going to be happening on the podcast after this month. So stick around. You want to hear about what's going on, things that are doing. You know, Monster was at Secret Skirmish doing some secret stuff. We'll be talking about that. And hopefully uh, some other changes that will be coming around the Fortnite podcast as itself as the month comes to an end. So make sure you stay around for those. But without further ado, let's jump into the news this week. There is a lot to be had here. Uh, we had an AMA this week. We had announcements about future tournaments this week. We had Katowice Poland kickoff this week. Uh, we had people breaking new records this week. So Season Elevate signed with 100T. If you guys didn't know, they left Gangstars. And uh, where, RBK. where was he at? RBK? Raised by Kings. Raised by Kings. Um, and by the way, real quick, I wasn't even have this in the show notes, but I don't know if you know this, but both those organizations handled that top tier, right? They, these players asked to leave, asked to go, contracts coming to an end, from what I understand. I might not have all the details, but very publicly, hey, you know, they, the teams probably obviously wanted to keep them for being champions. Um, and you know, they freely let them go and no hard feelings. Looks like the, the relationships kept high and dude, like from that, like that, that means a lot to me, like as an outside viewer and, 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 you know, commentator, whatever you want to call us as well, right in the scene, when you see some organization handle a player with that type of integrity, right. Uh, it only like people were asking, you know, looking for other players, RBK was looking for other players. And I merely just put out on, on Twitter, like, you're looking for a good team to go with like these guys obviously treat their players correctly right um and i mean as you as a content creator and being in the pro scene what does that mean to you 
I mean, so to just kind of touch on that, it depends on what your contract is. So some some contracts are just set up to where like, hey, give us a notice. And, you know, within two weeks, don't worry about it. Like we let's just work it out respectively. And if you want to go your separate way, other contracts say, hey, well, if you want to leave this contract, another org wants you, here's your buyout price and the org can buy you. So for what it's worth, uh, we'll probably never know the real details. But it's still, again, to save face, like you said, yeah, this is how orgs should represent their players and should hold themselves to this kind of value. So that way um, they grow as orgs down the line too, right? Because honestly, this still looks great for Gangstars and Raised by Kings because it's a part of their resume that they breeded up these players that top tier orgs want to grab as well. So that just shows that they're doing something right in talent recruitment, right? Yeah, and you know, it's such a young industry. and like. For me, when I look at it, a lot of these players are, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. They've never I mean, been through this before. And there can be people that come in and literally, you know, take advantage of these players. And these teams obviously did not in this instance. And, and just if, if any of you guys do the homework on like teams, like look at Team Liquid. Like it's, it's a fairly quote unquote new team. But look at how much respect they have, right? And this could be any org. This could be their year, come year two, year three. Suddenly, they're an actual big tier one established name. And it's just, it just depends on getting good players and then treating them right to stay there. Ghost Game is a perfect, another perfect example of how right. much you know, headway they're making in the space and just solidifying themselves as a very nice org. At, at least you know, from the outside looking in, people just want to be a part of Especially in Fortnite and Gears of War, they seem to be yeah. shining in those two scenes. Signing another three this week in, in, in on the Fortnite side with Gronky, Innocence, and uh, Jess Lewis. Uh, obviously, adding to the what profile of tons of great players they already have. So, interested to see how, how these guys measure up as well and fit into the Ghost Gaming uh, org that's already there. Aiden, going ahead and you know kicking off a new personal record of 37 kills this week. I, I mean, dude, do you think this game's getting easier or harder? Because for me, it's harder, okay? I started, you know, in, in season zero when there was no season, and I, I got a ton <laughs> of wins. Season two, I got like 400 wins. Season seven, I got like, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 wins, right? <laughs> I mean, given I don't play near as much as I used to, but like, man, it's a lot harder for me to get a win these days. Yeah, well, so to kind of touch on why records are being broken, the heal back system. We knew it was going to happen. I yep. preached that this is one of the reasons why it kind of shouldn't be in the main game. Although I, I've taken my word back on it. I love it in the main game. Yeah, that, absolutely. Right? Like good players are going to be exceptionally crazy awesome. Yeah. yeah, crazy at on um, pub game. So, man, Ghost Aiden actually tweeted out like, uh, hey, 30s 30s are old, 40 bombs are the new wave cuz now he's <laughs> dropping 30s like yeah. uh, like it's nothing. Well, one record that's not going to be broken is Tifu and Cloaksy making more money. <laughs> because no. they're not going they're not going to Katowice at least for this. So they might be making more money at home, but they're going to be making more money in Katowice. They're not going uh, they're backing out. Basically, I, I think the comment and don't hold me to it, but I think the comment read like uh, Tifu said, like 30k. We can't go for that. Basically, um, I, uh, I want to touch on this because, like, I get it. You stay home. You you you'll probably you stream. Yeah, it's no secret, right? But as a pro player, um, you you gotta compete, right? We've seen a uh, liquid bring up this excuse for the WSOE event. And I personally, I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of distasteful that the pros 
in the Fortnite scene. I don't know if I, I've never heard this in like another competitive scene, yeah. but I guess that's what happens when the prize pools from Epic are so juicy. You see these, you know, side production companies or whatever trying to host their own events. They're like, nah, that's nothing, dude. Like, oh, I don't know, man. It just, just kind of hurts, dude. I want to see these competitors uh, feel yeah, like for, so here, here, competition. Here, here, here's the thing for me. The thing for me is that you are big because of Fortnite, right? You mm. exist because the community is there. You exist because the game is there. And not to take any way, anything away from any of these players' skill, but you exist because of that. And I feel like sometimes, you know, Michael Jordan might have played in a basketball game he could have set out in because the fans were there and he wanted to, you know, go ahead and stay in practice, stay in his skill, whatever it is, you know... It, and we, we see this kind of thing typically when it like becomes playoff time, right, in a sport. And you'll see a pro player sit out due to injury. We ain't got none to injure here, okay? <laughs> you ain't got none to hurt yourself with. You get a free trip to Poland, and I get you take time out of your schedule to do it. But I feel like it is a little give me back to the community, right? My son wants to know, is Tifu going you know, to Poland, Dad? Can you and that's, get his that's signature? Some, that's can how you, I feel. Can we watch him play? And I'm like, look, he's not going to be there now. And, and that's rough. That, that is a rough pill to swallow as a fan as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, not even from, like, the money perspective. It's just more of, like, for the culture, right? Like you said, do it for, for the people, man. When we see these names get together, it just it brings happiness to us as, you know, spectators and fans of what is the Fortnite community. And if you want Fortnite competitive to be taken seriously, you as a competitive player have to, you know, kind of be serious about your role in the community. And, and if you're invited to an event, yeah, hold that word, right? Go out there and 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 bang it out. But again, I totally understand on on the flip side, the the bottom line is dollars, right? That's why a lot of these guys compete. And when you get to that that brand stage where staying home or or maybe you know if you're not getting compensated for your time away now, because they are going to bring a lot of value to the show, you can't argue yeah. that. Yeah, they're no, not going to compensate pros for their time now. It's a whole new uh. Whole new layer it's different, of, it's, di it's different than any other esport because typically you have like a like a five v five situation, right? They play mm -hmm. each other and then they they go off the stage, and you're not sending these every team typically like in COD, a team has like one or two big names. Now, given Optic is a completely different beast in Call of Duty because everybody's popular right now on that team, uh, similar to 100T. But in most most esports, you have one or two max main stars on a team, and they are going and they. They, they have to go because the other three guys or two guys want to make money and they're not going to make $30,000 staying at home when the guys will, right? So it, it's a different beast than it's been normally, especially when you have somebody like a, that's a duo like Tifu and Cloaksy winning $400,000 at TwitchCon. I get that you step into this and the, you know, the, the payout for duos is something like uh, 40 grand, or 80 grand, so it's 40 grand each, right? 10% basically of what you made when you went to TwitchCon, right? So... I, I understand it's not as much money, but like you said, for the crew, for the for the fans, for the people, for Fortnite, you know, lovers, it it means a lot to see Tifu and Cloaksy there. Um, I will say this. I, I don't know, maybe they're afraid, bro. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're no afraid. Comment. Look, this no, no. <laughs> this is this is the most competitive thing they've seen. They didn't you know, Tifu didn't shine too much at, at, Here, at Secret Here's what Skirmish. we could also chalk it up to, though. Let's let's be honest. It's on a new season release as well. So how fair is it, right? And and I also want to bring this up to the community because a lot of people are upset that uh, customs were taken away yesterday or yep. two days ago. Bah, bah. Um, 
and, and so are pop-up cups. So the training this week, pros don't even have training to really hone in on this week. And they're coming, you know, hot into the new season eight with the tournament. So there's but, a lot but, of factors. There's but a lot just of look at some of these names, bro. They would have to compete against. And this is I, without Tifa and Cloaksy, it's 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 not going to be this the exact same, right? Because they are the reigning big duo champions over a they're, lot they're of definitely one right? of the highest caliber yeah, duos for top, sure. Top five for sure. Right. And. And so I, it is going to be sad for me as I'm there as a viewer to not be able to see this, but go against people like this. All right. 72 hours in chat. All right. Kingstar and Hunter, you got uh, Mitro right going this yep. time. Uh, so some of these EU players that didn't, that weren't here at Secret Skirmish are going to be at this event. Nate Hill and Funk Bomb getting back together again, doing their thing. It, it almost right? looks like they took like the best of Winter Royale from EU and NA and just kind of put them head to head uh so uh man i, I would have i would like to see these guys on land right the eu boys the top yeah. like the cream of the crop of the eu and and the cream of the crop from from na you can jump in my bag bro i just stopped by florida on my way <laughs> and you can jump in my bag uh you know you're at vivid and poge biz on yep. demo zexro and Vinny. uh i mean there's so many names on this list bro that are just unbelievable zaf and Zate, you know pulling out their duo again aiden and nick Merckx gonna show up again and, and, you know, you could argue, you know, Nick Merckx and Aiden, they're giving up a lot to go as well, right? So. Oh, there are so many, like, all the Liquid Boys, right? Even yep. Some of the TSM dudes. These, these guys, when it comes down to what, in quote-unquote, right, what they make at home, when you take time away, it, it, it does hurt them financially. And that's why, I don't know, like, realistically, can the economy of competitive, right? Can the economy actually sustain hundred players and compensating players for time away. Cause you know, a lot of these names are only going to get bigger and think about it. If you don't attend an event, you don't compete. Someone else is going to get that fame. Right. And, and that's how profiles rise. Just look at mongrel lately. It, 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 it's an interesting beast. It is an interesting beast. Cause we've never seen this high pro profile of players. stay consistent in a game ever yeah. before. Right. Yeah. Like season to season, you even look at somebody like skump who's on optic who's blaring right now on Twitch and everywhere else. But you look last year, a year from, from today, he was not even close. In fact, Optic was dead last year when they, when they, <laughs> when, when they had, when they had the last Call of Duty. So like, the thing is, you net, we haven't seen this sustain, like Fortnite's been able to sustain a scene so far. And you can argue if it's the most competitive, RNG, whatever. I'm talking about from a money standpoint of player profiles, we have never seen it and this many big names in one game. Right. I mean, yeah. with 100 players, you're bound to have. I mean, at one point, we're going to look back, Monster, and we're going to see 100 players sitting there that are very close to the same level, all of them. And yeah. that's what's going to be crazy. I mean, even you take how many players enter into a tournament, anywhere from 32 to 64 in your standard, like, you know, yeah, any yeah. kind of bracket. Like, you're talking that it doesn't even, yeah, like, ugh. I can't put it to words. Just doesn't equivalent to the magnitude <laughs> of profiles that a hundred player Fortnite brings to the table. Yeah. I don't know if the economy can sustain this. That, that's all I can really say. You're right. You're right. And you know, we don't know what's going to happen after 2019. We knew that, uh, you know, a hundred million dollars going to be given between last year when they announced it all the way through the end of this year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. Um, but we, here, here we'll see soon. Uh, and on top of all of this, we get the announcement for the Fortnite World Cup. Oh, oh, oh. And also, planes are being vaulted for Season 8. 
So it was a week. Black, like black, that black. was my intro. It's been 17 <laughs> minutes and we just got through the intro of the, of the, of the show. So, I mean, a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, I don't know if you got to catch a lot of the ESL, ESL Katowice tournament, the Poland edition this past weekend. Um, I felt like, uh, for me personally, I didn't get to catch a lot of it. I've been in and out of town. I've been in Kansas all week. I haven't even, here's what I haven't even got to play with a drift board yet. Okay. Because I literally oh. was in Kansas. Came home, went out of town with my wife for my 12th year anniversary, and I just got back about two hours ago, put the show notes together, and launched this thing. So I haven't even got a chance to dive into what's really going on in Fortnite right now. So, But I did catch a little bit of the tournament here and there, some highlights. What was your overall thought of, of, of what we saw from an ESL production so far and from the, the, the tournament as far as uh, competition goes? So I'll say the first half of the ESL tournament on day one was like really bad. I think everything that could go wrong for ESL kind of happened. They went through the ringer, uh, but come game four, they figured things out. They got on their track with games being thrown out. They got the storm surge put in the game. They got the heal back system put in the game, you know, the pop-up settings. So to kick things off, they start off on the wrong footing. Uh, and you know, come the end of day one, they got their things in order. Another thought, I just want to kind of jump on it. I don't know who thought out the placement system for ESL, but it wasn't a really good one. They gave placement points for top 25 duos. So the passiveness was encouraged really hard in this right. uh, tournament standard. So, um, hopefully they take note come for next week. They kind of learn what worked this week and what didn't, but the talent, man, the talent was there. A big shout out to everyone that got to, um, you know, compete and, and perform really well. I did watch pretty much majority of the games. It, it was it was good as far as the talent went. I think just the first half, they, they got through all the kinks, happy they ironed it out. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to see more, Reddit Competitive has a whole thread of people that are complaining all their stuff and, and saying what they <laughs> like. So it's all up there for you guys. Well, I'm I'm expecting, and, and I'm I'm glad they kind of did this way. I'm, I feel sorry for the Poland people that they had to go through the struggles that they had to go through, but I'm good. I, I'm happy that ESL's kind of figured out the format and and some of the kinks right for this weekend when yeah. the bigger names are coming in and yeah, and not they, to take away from definitely and, put these guys to the ringer. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, almost almost like you know all the people that you guys had to run through the ringer for the secret skirmish to work out the kinks. They did, that, they did this as well, but the difference is this was, you know, a public a viewing <laughs> and it happened to the pro players. Um, so, yeah. you know, shout out to all the Poland people for getting through that, man. It was, I know that's tough, right? When you sit there and you think the term is going to go a certain way or, you know, you get, in, you get in this motion of ready to start a game and then something happens and it takes a delay like that, that just, that just throws you off. So shout out to all the Poland people. Uh, for kicking butt and, and getting through that. And, uh, you know, we, we, at least we got to see some talent, right? And I think some names that'll probably start to shine and, and become a little more prevalent, even in our scene over here in NA. Uh, but let's talk about the, you know, we, we, well, we already did. We already talked about the big names that were, that were going on into uh, next week. What are you expecting to see? What is your prediction uh, for this coming weekend for Katowice with all the big names going out? Who, who's going to show up? Oh man, it's it's hard to not be a fan of Ghost Saf right now, especially yeah. what he just pulled off in the skirmish. Dude's on fire. Um, yeah, he was paired with a random teammate and he did really good. Like, well, clearly he he won the duo competition and then second right. place solo competition. Uh, but more importantly, just backtracking before this event, he Zayti and Saf did exceptionally well at WSOE as well. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure WSUE was not a pop-up setting. Maybe, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't pop-up. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a pop-up setting. And he did great under non-pop-up pressure. He did even better when the pop-up settings were implemented at Secret Skirmish. So those are two like legit back-to-back LAN experiences where he has just crushed it. I don't see him doing any like less than that at this ESL event. So I'm putting my money on him. Um, and, and that's, that's what I do to watch, man. If you, if you remember, if you remember Zaf and Sate, I thought they were going to win that tournament because they ended up winning the last game. Okay. Yeah. Like the last game and season elevate were just ahead of them, but because of kills, yeah. yep. season elevate, were able to take it away. Um, and yep. so it, uh, congrats to those guys, but yeah, I mean, Saf and Zate have been, if anybody knows, and we've talked about it, I'm sure, multiple times, like these guys have been grinding together for a long time. They have great chemistry. And, and they, they're on two different orgs, which yeah. is crazy. A, another thing you don't see in esports, like, scene, true. but yeah. under Fortnite umbrella, like, they're bringing people together here. I, um, I'm I really it. excited to see Nate, Nate Hill and Funk Bomb back together, right? Can they, can they yep. bring that chemistry back together for this event? Will we see them rise at the top? And then, of course, you know, we 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 haven't got to see the duos of Liquid really show up in any event yet, and this is the first time we're going to get to see those duos while. yeah together, right? And and really, after all these this time we've we've seen uh, to have seventy two hours and chaps together and Vivid and Poach, and you know, Vivid showed up. He got his first big land success at Secret Skirmish. Yeah, so, and that could have popped the top. And if that if that just cracked the seal, you boys better watch out because it's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy, but yeah, I, 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 I think this weekend is going to be a blast. It's going to be so fun. I'm interested on in the time of broadcasts and stuff like that. What they're going to do with that, because you know, I really, I really want people to be able to enjoy and see it. Uh, and the times were a little bit different, right, this time around. More in the morning yeah, for this, everybody. This here, one was so. the 6:30 EST. If yeah. anyone wanted to catch game one, like he has to be up early. So uh, probably going to be close to that time. Yeah, I'm, for the I'm guessing one, it's probably going to probably uh, be the same. Uh, we did get the yeah, World works. Cup, um, and or well, you know, before I jump into that, because of this event, and you mentioned it, pop up cups, uh, being removed, and you know, Poach came out and said, "Hey, basically, you know, why? Here's a tweet: Why are customs and all pop ups removed a week before the most competitive term- tournament we've had yet? Like, I don't understand. Does Epic not want people to play at their peak?" If we can't practice the game, the results will be mediocre. I there's a lot to there's a lot to this, right? Um, and, and and you know, my my initial thought is like, okay, he's mad he just can't play competitive, but that's not just what's happening here. Why don't you go and break this tweet down for us a little bit? Well, well, I think the tweet kind of speaks for itself. He has a big old question mark, and he's kind of pointing, you know, the, the big bad finger at Epic, like why you do this. Uh, but I think that. Real truthful answer is Epic has a timeline that is written out like literally in stone already from probably till the, this year's over. They have yeah. an idea of exactly what they're going to do. Um, and yeah, you know, things might veer off the path, but for what it's worth, the timeline is set in stone. So something like season eight, right? Let's just use season eight. The battle pass, when the season comes out, shows you what day the season's going to end, point blank. If you, as a, a company, host an event the day that the season is ending, you can't blame Epic now for saying, why are you giving us a new season and this is the biggest tournament? Like, it's literally out of their hands. Right. This is, this is the, uh, 
tournament host uh, mapping, if you want to call it that, right? They <laughs> right. decided to put it that day. And, and same thing goes for like pop-ups and all this kind of stuff. Epic has, again, a timeline and they've been sticking to it. And it just is what it is. Some things are just going to oddly align this way, right? Like a patch comes out when a game gets hype. It, it probably just worked out that way and the world works in mysterious ways. And sometimes you're going to get these kind of things. I think this is just one of those odd circumstances where Epic probably said, Hey, you sure you want to do this? And they were like, yes. Why viewers? Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. A season, new season, new map, regardless of how good the players are and how competitive this tournament, you know, could have been the most competitive. It's on a new patch. It's going to, it's going to drive in the numbers. People are going to want to see what's going to happen. The second part of his tweet, does Epic not want people playing at their peak? I don't think that's ever a question. I think Epic definitely wants everybody playing at their peak. And like you said, it's due to a time difference here. But if the game, it, he says, if we can't practice the game, the results will be mediocre. I, I have yet, before pop-up cups even existed, seen a tournament that was mediocre, right? Uh, yeah. I, and, 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 <laughs> and this is the part of the tweet I was like, bro, this, you might have taken a little too far here, okay? This isn't like, you're not getting to bounce a basketball for a week and you're about to play in the NBA Finals, right? That's not what's happening here. You can still go play the game. You can still jump in scrims. And I feel like, and I don't know, I, this is a question for you, actually. These pros, once they get to this level, are they still playing a ton of scrims in a certain way? Or, or is it, has it been limited? Are they only playing at certain times because they want certain people to play against? What, what, is, or, or, you know, what's going on? I think, I think there's a consistency behind the competitive community. A lot of them go live and, you know, their streams are, you know, pop-up cut every night. And, and they, they go through these grinds. And then when pop-up is not in the game, they literally don't play anymore because they don't enjoy, you know, pub stomping because it's kind of too easy for the top tier. So I, I want to say that the people that are consistent and they shine through, they practice. They practice hard. I don't think anyone's very complacent at the top. Look at Tifu. Tifu is nightly grinding pop-ups. I mean, even when Tifu jumps into a pub game, he's getting hit by 40 stream snipers. Yeah. So, you know, he's not getting easy runs, you know, around the clock. These guys deal with the frustrations of not having, you know, perfect customs and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, these guys are all also in the, in the top tier of what is the competitive division of champion right now, right? So straight up, you queue into those champion games and you're going against the top 1000 all day long for the set amount of hours. So they're getting their practicing. I think so. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm just curious, you know, like, like I said, I've never seen them play mediocre. I don't expect any type of mediocre evidence. I think, I think the, 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 he feels more like that, that might be his own gameplay, right? Like for himself, like you, you think about it, you, you're going to find excuses when, when you get hit with these kind of walls. And I think it's a, it's a, so it's kind of fair, right? Like, you know, right. How can you feel like, oh man, I played 100% when you don't know the map or or what's going to happen and and well, or a new weapon or mechanic? Well, I mean, it's going to be season eight, so does it really matter? Right? It's going to change. I mean, yeah, no they're going to fight against tanks. No more yeah. planes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe there's you know they're going to take planes out, but they'll put helicopters in. You know, it'll be all right. Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, the World Cup obviously getting uh, detailed out this week. We know that it's a million dollar cash prizes, multiple million dollar cash prizes, by the way, uh, in and concluding in New York on July 26th and 28th, I turned to my wife and I said, hey, are you actually going to go to an event with me now since it's in a part of the country you want to go oh, to in New York? Yes. So 
Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you bring Lady D face, you know, I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring uh, Miss Too Loud over here. We'll go ahead and, uh, you know, meet up in, in New York and watch some, some of these, these World Cup finals together. But uh, this is huge news. Nothing to pass over really quick at all here, because uh, this is something that we've, we've heard about for a long time. Uh, we did not get any details until this past week. Um, but basically, the, the World Cup being announced, and uh, I'm going to read some of the details of what they have going on here. The road to the Fortnite World Cup begins with 10 weekly open qualifiers running April 13th to June 16th. So basically, as everyone was saying online, if you guys caught it this week, what's been done up to this point does not matter. Starting April 13th is when it matters for you, okay? So it is funny. Did you see all the people going up, putting Apex up, coming back to the Fortnite grind this week? (laughs) Yep, that was the thing. It was a meme, but we knew it was going to happen. And it literally happened. And, and here's why, because each week, okay, April 13th to June 16th, each week, $1 million will be eligible uh, and on the line for players. So uh, with payouts distributed broadly, uh, the uh, top 100 players and top 50 duo teams from around the world will join us for the Fortnite World Cup in New York, July 28th through 26th, and a $30 million prize pool up for grabs. Did you hear me? Thirty million freaking dollars. Uh, well, each w- I'm, I'm more like I'm blown away by the million each week. Do you understand that these guys already like literally already grind pop ups all week long? Now at the end of the week, like who knows? Top twenty, top ten, depending on how you place, how good you did throughout the week. These guys are going to be getting checks, dude. Like literally farming checks. <laughs> From home, while practicing, while uh, what ranking themselves for what is the World Cup, right. and I think what you're missing out on here too loud is that you can be 13 to compete. Yes, you so, notice they're lowering the bracket, so all these pros that would like under the 16 year old mark, that yep. especially the ones from the European scene, they they haven't been able to really make money in any of these official events. They're in now. All right, so one of the biggest players we've known about for a long time, especially if you're inside, we talk about Ghost a lot, but Ghost Enzo. We had him on the show. He hasn't been able to compete at all because he was under 18, okay? Well, well, I hope he's been practicing. Oh, he's been practicing. (laughs) He's been practicing. And if you, and and playing the Opabic Cups and all that, he's been doing it all. And it's not just the Ghost people, right? This is from the community from when I first touched down at TwitchCon and I started meeting people or packs i started meeting people face to face uh enzo was enzo was one of the first people I went to and then i started asking about you know what goes on and and because i i've never been a part of this pro discord at all um and so i didn't really know you know wh- who are the names hidden around you know the the the, the gems right that need to be revealed and people from multiple orcs have told me enzo is a crazy player like yep his skill cap is insane and i think we're going to find a couple more enzos out there that are going to show up and be able to take us away. And, and this is the thing. 100 of the top solos and then 50 duos. So that means 200 people. All right. 200 people will be guaranteed $50,000 each just for making it to the World Cup. Yep. And, and again, if, if they make it to the World Cup by then, they've done one, maybe a few weekly tournaments, you know, in the process, getting through those qualifiers. So these guys are going to be taken care of really well. And I just want to touch on, like, for all the people that were laughing at TSM Junior Squad, ha, joke's on you guys now, right? Because these kids Ooh, are... In, like, I forgot about that. 
Dude, that's what I'm saying. This 13-year-old thing is a big deal because yeah. you have orgs that have been preparing for, you know, situations like this where they've been trying to, you know, kind of cater off their young team for when they become eligible. But no, forget that. These guys can actually make money now. And another person, if you guys haven't searched up Mongrel or Mr. Savage, oh yeah, you've seen these kids are so good. And oh yeah, my Mongrel's gosh, I can't wait to see them go Savage against our, our top tiers. Yeah. yeah, they're going to come against our top tiers and we're going to see everybody go head to head right now. This is like a war. This is a li- like a literal war. And, and dude, they're going to walk away with $3 million. The winner walks away with $3 million. That- I, wa- I want to see, see a young buck take the tourney. I do too. I would love to see somebody <laughs> just completely unexpected that maybe not even a the big Twitch streamer. Yeah, oh man. Maybe one uh, of these mobile guys, dude. Have you seen the crazy mobile guys? A lot of them are young too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, kids, watch. We're gonna see some somebody. From I saw. The I saw a mobile guy. I saw a tweet from one of the phase dudes about a mobile guy. Oh, taking- they were actually just signed. Um, Adam X Legend. I think. Oh wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna do my homework right here. Go ahead, too. I'll do your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So he actually right. beat one of the regular phase guys sitting right there. Now it was like a content creator for phase. It's really well known. I, I totally forget. I think it was Adept. I think that's who it was. Uh, anyways, it was so funny because the whole room got crazy because you know a dude on an iPad just beat Adept, and it was nuts. Uh, but yeah, super insane. Uh, more ways to win. We will continue to award a million dollars in cash tournaments weekly through the end of the year. These tournaments will feature a wide variety of modes, formats, open to competitive playing field. We all will also provide tournament tools and prizes to select partners to better serve competitive Fortnite. In the, in the countries and regions around the world, awarding $100 million in 2019. All right, so I found, I found the information. Obey Alliance signed two of the best Fortnite mobile pro players in the world. Uh, his name is Flash BTW and Adam X Legend. They both signed to Obey, the, uh, the team Obey, and they're both incre- like incredible on on mobile devices i think it's harder to be good on a mobile device i'm just gonna throw that out there have you ever tried to build (laughs) on a mobile device like and the way these people do it it's it there i mean you ever watch did you ever watch starcraft back in the day and watch the guys like that were really good on starcraft like moving their fingers (laughs) a million miles an hour and it's it's not just like in Fortnite where it's like maybe a section of the keyboard it's the whole keyboard right this is what these kids look like that are like playing on iPads and phones. Their whole hands are moving and fingers going everywhere. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely insane. And I cannot wait to see a young buck show up. I mean, it it, it would be so great to watch uh watch somebody, you know, young come in here and really make a splash and and put the awe face on some of the people right out there that are that are grinding away. So, if you are a pro and you are grinding, don't stop. Now's the time to grind more than ever. Uh, because the competition is going to be at its highest level. We've never seen this much money given away in an eSport, uh, and especially at the scale of people, the variety that it can, that it can bring in. So I, I can't wait until we get it. Um, one thing that we need to talk about, though, before we get to the World Cup, and the pop-up cups that will be happening is, there's been some, some videos come out against uh, our boy TSM's X-Row, um, and, you know, Basically, he he's quitting champion division pop-ups um, when he got hurt. We saw this happen. And, and Kenneth's, that happened from 100T, was a little less blatant. He said, man, I'm, I just got angry. I got mad. I quit out because that's my normal routine. When, I, when it happens, I quit out. But Zex Rose taking a couple of clips where it's happened a couple of times. People caught it and put it out there. 
they got to do something to address this, right? Like just leaving a pop cup, I think should deduct points from you. Um, and I know that there's also a, a problem with that because if you actually get kicked or your game closes or something, but that, that risk reward is kind of where you have to be. Um, what's your thought on all of this? And, 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 you know, the voice, I know that you have a little bit of opinion of, you know, Dexro and, and what people look at him when they do it and people, what they look at Kenneth when he does it and how that's kind of different. Yeah, I think there's, well, clearly favoritism in the community. Zexro, you know, posted a video, everyone he he ha ha and, and kind of laughed with him. Kenneth did it, the whole world was about to burn him, you know. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. favoritism. What I want to say is I think there should be a punishment system similar to CSGO, where you play rank CSGO. If it happens on accident, you get kicked out the game. Okay. You know, you get like uh, I think a warning and then a small hour ban, and then it turns into like literally weeks and months. If you know, if, if it's a recurring thing. Uh, it should it should be the same way. No different for the Fortnite competitive, uh, because people leaving you're denying other players of you know yeah. points and and health and resources, rightfully so. And more importantly, I think when a player leaves, there should be like I don't know maybe maybe the body stays there for a little bit of time, so the you know the aggressor can at least get that elim and stuff like that. Because there's no reconnection feature in Fortnite, anyways. So right. there should be like a little a timer before he's actually kicked out the game, maybe like a 10 second counter or something where the player completely freezes. You got to kind of stay there. Um, but yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. People <laughs> denying other players. It's kind of toxic. If you think about it and um, it is. I, don't, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't care if it's Xero or if it's Kenneth, it's toxic. No one should be, you know, doing that in competitive. Not, 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 not at all. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And it's something that if you're putting a million dollars on the line, they need to make yeah. sure they they address right. I mean, yeah. you're, you're putting money on the line, and somebody gets there and they quit because of, doesn't go their way. It definitely, uh, definitely needs to be addressed. Um, I, I we'd love to hear from you guys. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Make sure you, you know tweet it out, at monster tweet out at me. Let let us know what your thoughts on them. What are some ideas that maybe Fortnite could do different? We know they don't ever really copy anything. They're the ones out there, you know, making new things happen all the time. Uh, so maybe you guys have a great idea for for how how that system should work. Let us know. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll pass it on. Um, the content update we got this week. As I mentioned, you know, I haven't got to play at all this week. Haven't got to enjoy a drift board playing the LTM that I I, I was super excited about. That it, I saw the videos coming out. It's something we've heard about for a while. If you play Save the World at all, you knew that drift boards came into the game. Uh, actually probably about six months ago. It's been quite some time since those have been added uh, from mobility in Save the World. But now here they make it into an LTM and, uh, you know, along with a couple other things that obviously happened. Uh, but, you know, uh, the availability of like smoke grenades, clingers, remote explosives, all this stuff that's kind of happening in, in Catch, which was the other LTM that came out, which is really cool to watch. I saw a lot of people playing that one, basically throwing nades at each other, which is a, a lot of fun. Uh, weapon items, um, you know, reduced availability for balloons, for for gliders, for dual pistols. All those seem to be uh, reduced and lowered. But for you, sir, how is the drift board working out? How have you been enjoying it? I've seen all the crazy, you know, uh, tweets about, you know, backwards and the headshot and, and all that kind of stuff. So what about you? No, yeah, the, the drift board is a lot of fun. You can uh, ride around and fire. It's not loud like the ATVs and it boosts like pretty quick. So... I think it's the perfect vehicle to have in a game with the removal of Stormwing. It's like the perfect medium of, hey, you want something that's really quick and you, you can put down that damage? Here's a drift board. And then you still have the ATVs because the ATVs do what the ATVs can do. 
But uh, I think the drift board's dope, man. I, I hope that it's a permanent uh, vehicle to stay in the game. That's what I was going to ask you. You do you want it being shown in season eight? You want it to be like, oh, yeah. I, I like think it. I think drift board is like the the actual perfect. Is rotation. there no flaws to it? Like you you don't you don't see anything that's really you know, controversial around what it allows you to do in the game. Nope, because I like when you fire, you slow down, so you're moving at a certain vulnerable speed. You can't build while you're on it. And then it's not ah, like that's key. It's that's not key. like the ATV where it's like really loud. So you're like, you know, you drive an ATV is like, dude, I'm gonna get shot, right? Like, you know, you kind of don't even want to drive it sometimes. Now this this thing is like just quiet enough to stay under the radar and and kind of move with it. And at the same time, you can't build or anything with it, so it's not broken. You lay down fire and stuff. You know, you're out there. So you have to it, actually it, get off the board to build. Yeah, you got to jump off the board to build, and you have to hold E. So there's a little bit of a, a, a delay when you hop off. So you get punished, right? If you try to do something too crazy to a wrong player. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it's cool, man. It's really cool. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. After this, I'm diving in. Jump. I'm jumping on my drift board. I'm gonna have some fun this this afternoon. Uh, they had they had an AMA. You had an AMA this past I week. I also had AMA. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about your AMA a little bit and how that went, and then we'll jump into the the, the official Fortnite AMA. Yeah, shout out to uh, Timothy from the, the Reddit community mods at Reddit Competitive. Uh, he offered me a little slot on the front page of, of the Reddit comp and allowed people to ask me questions. I just actually, I condensed an hour video into five minutes. I threw a couple of the you know popular questions I put up on YouTube. But um, yeah, the AMA was awesome, man. I, I was kind of nervous, like, oh, who's going to want to ask me questions? But dude, I was getting flooded for like a solid couple hours and what kind of questions they ask you you know what kind of shirt size you wear what socks you have on what what, what were the questions like what what was uh would i rather would i fight a horse-sized duck or or 10 duck-sized horses or (laughs) (laughs) we had some some trail ones in there but you know a lot of it was based around esports how i got approached how i got into it how long i've been casting and uh you know stream questions how to grow your channel and, and brand and stuff like that so now, these are things that I preach behind and stand behind, and, and I love teaching people. So it was cool to share the knowledge. Um, but yeah, there's a condensed video up on, on my YouTube channel. Yeah, so go to, go to Monster's YouTube channel. Check that video out. Check out his AMA. This AMA had a ton of questions as well. Tons to be said. I just wanted to cover a couple of the quick ones that were going out. Oh, Actually, AMA, by the way, ask me anything. For okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably tell everybody that. Yeah. Yeah, ask me anything. These these typically happen on Reddit. Just a great format for for them to be able to do. This one happened on the uh, Fortnite BR Reddit uh, from Epic. Uh, the guys that were involved on this one. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. We had Epic Eric SW, who's the designer. You guys know Eric Dan da 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 Dan Dan. It was who's an engineer and R E R Z E Live, who's over production. Uh, all these guys. You know, we've seen Eric's face a ton, especially in the dev updates that have been going on. So these guys jumped in, were able to answer a bunch of questions. These are the, the, the main ones. Planes, of course. Planes will be vaulted at the start of Season 8. Uh, get your airtime now, is what Eric said. I think everybody's had their airtime, Eric. Uh, but uh, this is a great <laughs> change. I think everybody's really happy about this, both competitive and non-competitive players. Uh, design, uh, design time for a skin. People ask, typically it's around eight to 12 weeks. Old LTMs returning. All LTMs have potential to come back. That's really cool to hear. Now they actually, actually even talked about, there was some, you could read between the lines per se. There might be, you know, what you've been asking for the old, old map again, maybe sometime being able to see the original map. Uh, will drift boards be limited? He, they said we're working on a single 
uh, occupancy vehicle and aren't quite sure how they'll play together. Uh, this, the drift board's re uh, reception has been really positive, though, so we're actively discussing how long they should stick around. So uh, that's good news. L sounds like if we don't have the drift board, we have something else that they're, that they're bringing along. Um, yeah, they're probably working on something really cool. Yeah, hmm. yeah probably like a, a moped. How about a moped? Huh? What yeah. a machine gun on the front, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would just make everybody so mad. <laughs> um, uh, we are, and they said, uh, new server regions. We're working with various providers on finding a solution uh, for uh, what they call M-E-N-A, uh, MENA. Um, and that, that's basically a solution for, for, for the server contacts and the, and the data centers throughout the United States. So uh, improving late game FPS, there are both short and long-term effects to improve server performance during a late game competitive setting. Engineer efforts aside, we are also looking at upgrading the hardware used for this purpose. So we'll see what happens there. Looks like they are aware of that. They know it's a sticking point. Everybody wants to do it. Season 8 improvements. There are some improvements coming in Season 8 that will help the map markers and team communication. We're always mindful of how we can use these better. I'll tell you this. I've been playing a lot of Apex before I left. Um, I know everybody listen. Yeah, a trade. Ah, I gotta kill you. <laughs> um, but the, the ping system is what's so intriguing. When I came back to Fortnite before I got out of town uh, last weekend, before I got, I came back to Fortnite, I literally tried to ping somebody across the map for my teammate. Oh, uh. uh, but and, and, and it is really helpful in a BR. The ping system is great. So any type of you know changes in team communication they allow us in Fortnite, I'm super excited to see it implemented. I don't even care. Look, everybody can say you know Apex ripped off this from Fortnite and Fortnite ripped off this from Apex. Who cares if we all get a better game? I don't care who rips off who. Just give me the best game I can have. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm totally excited to see if, if any implementations come in that. I mean, for you, have you got any time with, with the team communicator? What, what's your idea for team communication in Fortnite? Well, what I'll say is the great artists borrow and the best artists steal. All right. And, yeah. and that's an actual quote. And then Banksy stole it from, I think, Plato. So it's kind of perfect how it worked out. But <laughs> to touch up on the, uh, on what you're talking about, I love the Apex kind of comm system because it's also cool. You get the lore of the character you're playing because they all talk in their own voice and stuff. Right. I would love if like Fortnite ripped that page out and kind of buffed their... Uh, system um because pinging in in fortnite i use it right now right i have it a uh, special key bond v and when i see some i'm like hey let's go this way like this is where there's a fight right like and right. you literally just drop it on the map and it looks cool like it feels cool right you feel like you're a commander dude like you're out there doing more than just fighting yeah. there's just another little layer of uh fun behind the, the whole ping system makes you feel like you're really in it it's immersive so i would i would like to see uh fortnite kind of up their ping system would I put it high on the priority list? Probably not, but something that'll come around, I think without a doubt. Well, the uh, last couple of questions that, that were the main that came out of AMA was most wins at Epic Games. Who has the most wins? This is, and do you, I don't, maybe you know Mitch, but it's uh, Mitch Mi Miara, Mitch Miara, I guess it is, with oh. 575 in default playlist. Not bad. Yeah, yeah not bad <laughs> at all. Uh, and then uh, they said, sum up season eight in one word. And they just said bananas. So, oh, and, and they did the little teaser for what was the pirate hook? 
So, they did. They did. So we I just like got the you. teaser. Was that the, that was today, right? We just got this teaser on the yeah, tw- yeah, 24th. It just came um, and got a little pirate hook there. We've seen some, you know, people, you know, getting a little crazy with with their predictions. X marks the spot. Treasure abound. Loot that has been found can always be found. Four days to season eight. Uh, when you guys are listening to this, probably be three days to season eight. Dude, I, I'm pretty excited for this season. I'm very excited for this season. I think Fortnite has always done a really good job of like that first three or four weeks, um, right, of a, of a season, really keeping everybody uh, tangled and, 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 and just bought into it. And I think what always happens is when you get to the later half of the season, it always seems to like everybody maybe gets ready for something new and they, they get, you know, they, the things that didn't bug them as much at first bug them really bad now. But what I'm interested about season eight is, with a million dollars on the line almost every single week, I'm expecting them to be on their game more than they've ever been on their game before from a developer's side, balancing and making sure things are 100% correct to give the best and, and best treatment to the pros and the fans, right? And provide a lot of content. Like I said before, when Apex, you know, when Apex or Fortnite steal from each other, take something from each other, learn something from each other, that also goes to the degree of, hey, popularity, right? Look, Fortnite, they are proud of their game. They should be. Apex and Respawn are proud of their game. It should be. Who doesn't want to be number one? It's better for the players as fans. It's better if they're all fighting to be number one. And I can't wait to see what season eight brings. I hope it is bananas. You know, hey, maybe I'll get a monkey on my back. You know, maybe that'll be a extra thing. Huh? Yeah, little monkey. Yeah, I think that's a solid prediction, to be honest. You've had uh, animal backlinks for a while now. I didn't even think about that one. Maybe a little, little monkey. little monkey on my oh, back. A parrot? Dude, uh, oh, a man, parrot. Dude, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we get some crazy skins going on. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, season 8 is going to be a blast, and I can't wait to dive in. I know you're ready to dive in. And if you guys need the content, the day it drops, okay? Everybody's listening. Stop what you're doing. If you don't get anything out of this podcast, get this out. The day it drops, if you want information, you're going to work, you can't listen to anything. If, or you can't watch anything. If, if you don't have time to read the patch notes, if you don't have time to what's going on, tune in to Monster D Face's Twitch stream. He will be there reading it, going over it, discussing details. Every time a season comes out, the first couple of days, he really breaks down what he's seeing, what's going on in that season, what has changed constant. So make sure you go there and make sure you check out his YouTube channel as well. It, he'll, you know, if you can't catch when he's reading it out at 4 a.m. in the morning, because I know I won't, I'll be going to his YouTube channel yeah. to catch it's, it there. It's always uploaded, always uploaded, especially right. and 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 I do the unlock the full uh, battle pass as well. Yeah, so you guys will be able to see everything that's going on in season eight. So if you if you for some reason uh you you know you're on the road, you're moving around, you can't do it yourself, tune into Monsters Content. He'll have it there. Well, without further ado, let's jump out of here with a tip and a trick. Do we have tips? We we talk a lot about building. We've we've covered a lot of things throughout the past year and a half of going through you know techniques and tricks. But one thing I have for you is, do you have a battle plan? And, and and is this something pros have? Do they have a battle plan when they enter into a fight? Do they normally have a a, a plan, a way that they want to build, a way that they want to engage typically, and then. From that, how do they decide, do I want to be reactive to the player that's that I'm playing, or do I want to be, you know, proactive and go ahead and try to keep gaining high ground, keep building up? How do you decide and branch off or build upwards? How do you decide whenever you're going into what is your plan as a player? Yeah, my so m- most battles kind of start off like people going head to head, right? With ramps. My first 
plan of action is to try and get that cone off. So if I see my opponent at the angle that he's going to be over me first, I try and get the cone on him so I can stop him dead in his tracks to make the play for the high ground. And if I get the high ground, I then immediately try to secure that high ground by putting cones in my vicinity, right, from that upper layer so that he can't branch left and right to retake it from me. So first, you know, and, and main priority is if I'm in the low ground, try and snag the cone so I can stop him dead in his tracks to turn a battle around and momentum. And if I got the high ground, try and get the cone or floorboards off to keep them down there. So then I can get on the offense. And that's kind of where the proactive versus reactive play comes into. Um, let's say if I find myself in a low ground and I, and I miss the defensive uh, play to, to kind of turn the tide of the battle. Now it's time for me to be reactive to his push towards me. Cause now I should know like, Oh, he's probably going to drop the edit down on me or he's going to you know come overhead with the shot. So what am I going to do? I got to build defensively. Right. And when you're building defensively, you're wasting more materials. So you're losing the, the tug of war. Right. Um, whereas when I'm on top, I'm proactive. I don't have to waste as many materials. I'm pressuring you down now. And if you want to come up for the high ground, you got to do double ramps, right? So you're burning resources two, two times as fast. So right. I'm slowly gaining momentum in the battle. So it kind of depends. I think for build battle plans, first thing you want to do, try and get that cone off and then recognize the situation. Are you, are you on the back foot or are you on the forward foot? And if you're on the forward foot, take advantage, make the hard press. You're on the back foot. Nothing wrong with playing some low ground, kind of holding still and trying to, you know, pop him with the shot when he comes in for the offense. Yeah, that's, that's my best play. Tips right here, guys. You heard it from Monster. And for everybody that's wondering, what's the cone? What's the cone? It's the roof piece. All right, so roof, yeah, the roof, the roof panel. Yeah. So for all us less hardcore individuals, it's the roof panel or floor, like you said, or floor or floorboard, mm -hmm. right? To get that high ground. Uh, and I think that's really essential, like you said. Once you get that high ground, build that floor and those cones out right in a radius where you can yeah. cover more ground space essentially guys so that you, they can't just do one panel to come up to the right or the left or behind or in front of you to regain that it's you know maintain that high ground once you get it for sure well you know if you guys heard last week i wanted to say i meant to say this at the beginning of the show thanks so much to golden boy for stopping by last week if you guys loved him please go make sure you're following make, make sure you go say hi to him he's a he's a friend of ours and i thought that show was fire uh, I had an absolute fun time. I got, I got a lot time. of good feedback on that one. I, I had a lot of fun time talking to him and, and editing that show. And so thank you so much uh, to Golden Boy for coming out. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. We're looking to get more people on like Golden Boy. And Monster put out a tweet today uh, asking who you guys want to hear. We got the responses from a lot of people. Uh, we haven't even had time to talk about it, but we will get you guys on. A lot of those guys that were out there, your content creators, um, and you got to follow. We're definitely trying to get you guys on it, and we'll 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 be in contact with you. So stay in there. Uh, we're definitely going to have more people. Sometimes we like to talk, just me and Monster. I like to pick his brain so all of us fans can hear it. But uh, we definitely like to have guests on as well and give you guys an insight to, to their careers and their successes and what's been going on. So thanks to Golden Boy. Thanks to all the future cast that have been coming on. We have a great rest of 2019 and uh, plans for you guys. So make sure you're sticking around. As always, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Uh, leave us a comment on Podbean. You can send all your complaints to Monster at Fortnite uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you disliked about the show. Follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX number two L U D T X Monster at Monster D Face M O N S T E R D A F A C E. And Monster, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week? 
Yep. First off, I want to thank everyone that's been stopping by. Uh, just recent wave of dudes. So big shout out to you guys. But you guys can find me at Monster D Face on YouTube, preferably because my content's up 24 seven. And if you want me on any other social media platform, and I mean all of them, Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, Twitch, it's at Monster D Face. The only weird one is Instagram. It has an underscore at the very end. I don't own the app. I'm trying to get it. Um, <laughs> at Monster D Face, guys. And uh, yeah, awesome, awesome week. Well, congratulations to you. I know you're going to be grinding out this week with season eight coming in a release. Make sure you guys check out Monster's content, show them the love and the support. And as always, guys, until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. production presented by deserto.com and sponsored by elgato gaming the background music for the elgato ad is brought to you by kevin mcloyd the song is called rainbows and you can visit it at incomputech.com